0: Hello and welcome to On Mission, a podcast by the Catholic Apostolate Center. My name is Kate Fowler and I am joined by Father Frank Donio and Chris Pierno, and today we will be discussing Marriage Part 2, Accompanying Couples. So we thought it would be interesting to talk about marriage preparation and continue our our talk on marriage itself as a sacrament, um, but specifically focusing on accompanying couples. This is such a, a, a an important time in a couple's um, life as they prepare for the sacrament. And um, we just wanted to dive in a little bit deeper on what accompaniment is and how it can be specifically related to the marriage preparation process.
1: And disclaimer: We didn't uh, anticipate doing two parts of this, but
2: no, we well, just had too we, much to <laughs> too say. much material.
1: Too much material. This is gets great material, so it's a lot, lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, the two of you did uh, did marriage preparation or pre Cana, as it's as it's called, which kind of ties it up with the wedding feast at Cana. But what what was that experience like?
2: Terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> Only because of the priest, we did it with. Time, I said oh, last time. I said last
0: time I had the Terminator. So Father Frank is a I, walk in the park.
2: I, I so I uh, you know I, when we were talking um, before we started recording about um the term the term accompaniment. Uh, I don't think I don't think it was really necessarily in my in my head when we were doing pre Kana. Since then, of course. Um it's 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 sort of come out in the center of course of everything, but looking back on it um it uh, the one thing that I like to tell people even when they ask how was you know what did you do? how was your marriage prep uh, was that it was very it showed me a that their marriage is certainly an ongoing learning, process with you and your spouse that there's always more to learn about each other but that it is also uh, that marriage a successful marriage one might say is one that lives in this idea of accompaniment and that we are as a couple we are accompanying each other but also there are so many people um in the church and connected to the church uh that are ready and willing to accompany us, you know, we just have to accept it and open our hearts to that. And uh, I I think that's the first thing that I thought of. I don't think it was clear to me then, but certainly is clear now as we've gone through the last few years, certainly as a center and as a church, um, diving deeper into this terminology.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the marriage prep process, man. This is almost 8 years ago for me, and I was in the midst of graduate school, dating long distance, um, and it was quite the whirlwind. So we we kind of had a unique marriage preparation process where anytime Adam would be visiting me in Denver, we would meet with our our the priest that was walking through the process with us, um, and luckily Adam would try to visit every month or two. <laughs> but so it was a very, it was kind of a unique, a um, unique process. We had to work within the archdiocese of Denver, and kind of, you know, we answered. We, there's a questionnaire that a lot of couples will get that brings up a lot of um, kind of serious or more and more thoughtful questions that a couple should be asking. And each each person in the relationship is asked to answer that survey and then to talk about it, especially if there are points um, or questions that the couple has differing perspectives on, and to talk about that um, with with the priest that was guiding us through the process. And so, yeah, the, things like that are so important. And I know many of us too, that are married, talk like have gone on a retreat as they're doing the marriage preparation process Chris you mentioned that also in the last podcast the the retreat that you went on some people go over a weekend some people do a day day long thing and um, th- I think the church is just really trying to make sure that people are thinking about okay what does this mean that that marriage is a sacrament and talking about, these really important issues that are going to affect the couple long term, and just really taking it seriously because this is a lifelong commitment that we're signing up for. So, um, things like this in terms of the marriage preparation process are so important.
2: Yeah, I, I think, um, one thing I'll say is that marriage prep I, I mean, I've only experienced it from the Catholic perspective, but. Um it is just it is just as much a preparation for the couple to be, as Kate you were saying, to be kind of prepared to and understand what they are doing in terms of the sacrament and what they are, you know, what what marriage from the Catholic Church's perspective means, right? But it is also a very practical preparation for the couple. And the questions and the prompts and the uh, process is very much both a, a spiritual enriching, enriching the couple in both or the future couple couple to be in both the spiritual and practical sense. You know, you talk about um, practicalities like communication and budgeting and how are you going to deal with conflict and things like that, that, you know, that are important for any marriage in any church uh, and any faith tradition. Um, But of course, you know, it also guides you through the process of preparing you to undertake the sacrament. So I, I, we, you know, I've only, can only have experience in one, in one faith, but I think we do it great.
0: (laughs) Father, what would you say you've, you've guided and accompanied many couples throughout this process. What would you say is your role as priest when, when you accompany a couple in this particular way in marriage preparation?
1: One of the key things is to first be present where, where they are. Now, that does not mean you're not... Remember, as we talk about with accompaniment, we're accompanying people to deeper life in Christ and in through his church. So we, we start, though, with where, where is this couple? Who are they? how did they come together who are they individually how did they come together what are they about what do they value where does faith play into this because they're choosing when they come to me they're choosing a marriage in the catholic church and so you know cuz i'm not i'm not minister and so it's it's not that you they're they're making a conscious choice and and not everybody does that so first first to respect that that they have made that choice, but then to really see where are they because people are in all different places and and spaces and even within the both the the two because you also have people who are. Who might not be marrying somebody who is Catholic, and you're trying to understand what is this whole Catholic piece and what is this all about? And so that that's the starting, that's really the starting point in terms of the accompaniment and walking with them. Usually, that other piece of it, where there's this retreat or this other experience, and then that that inventory that's done, which I then Go through with the couple, and then I talk about what their experience was at that, which I'm not at usually. I wouldn't be normally at that part. But then also this aspect of how is Christ accompanying, you know, because this in the sacrament of marriage, Christ it's it's the couple and Christ, and so He's accompanying. He is accompanying their coming together. The there And then in a very particular way, sacramentally, that they're preparing for. And, and accompanies the couple throughout the, the marriage, which I think is, is maybe a little different frame for us to kind of put that, put that reality in. But he's walking, it's like the road to Emmaus, you know, he's, he's walking with the two in 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 the troubles and the difficulties and all that he's there walking along right right where they are and and I think that even to just impart that type of of understanding um and then of course in addition the sacramental grace and all of these things that are a part of that particularly for the two Christians coming together. But even if somebody's not marrying a Christian, then but within the Catholic ceremony, what what does that bond mean? And and so I, I I do think that there's really coming to know who this who this couple is and what they're about. It's not always the easiest thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it is. I think it's important to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And this accompaniment component has to go beyond marriage preparation. Oh, yes. And we talk about that in the church as well. Right now, specifically, we're talking about how accompaniment is crucial in the marriage setting. But of course, this applies to everybody. We all need to walk this journey of faith with others who may be modeling what that looks like at a different stage, who maybe have a different, whiz, you know, part of like who may have more wisdom in a certain area Um, and I heard one time that marriage preparation begins in infancy and you take a step back and say what do you mean like I thought it was just the classes but we begin preparing for marriage when we're little when we're exposed to Mm -hmm. the marriages all around us hopefully our mother and father even though that may not be the case for all of us but if not in our community, in the families that are around us. Um, and so we're, f- as from from infancy onward, we're already collecting all of this data, all this data. What is marriage? Um, and I think many of us can point to couples that are living that well that we look up to or, you know, family, friends or friends, of our parents, or now for those that are married, other couples in our communities and parishes. Um, my husband and I just had a family over um, the other day who's in a different stage of marriage and family. Their kids are already in high school. And I was just reflecting on like what a joy it was to have people in a different stage of life that we could learn from. It was such a gift because so often it's easy to kind of either just be doing my own family life and marriage life on, you know, just kind of zeroing in and focusing on three kids and what that looks like and the messiness of that. Um, Or we gravitate towards peers, people that are living the same, you know, in the same season because we all understand, oh, I was up all night with the baby or, you know, whatever it may be. And so there's so much beauty and richness in the church and in our communities, and we can learn so much from one another. And so accompaniment really um, needs to continue um, in order for our our marriages and our relationships and our families to thrive. It has to go past the marriage preparation stage.
1: There's a, a document of the U.S. Bishop's, called, Called to the Joy of Love. It's a national pastoral framework on marriage and family life ministry. And it's really meant for the people who are engaged in that those ministries, whether at the diocesan level or at the parish level. And if you really want to take a deep dive into it, in our resources podcast, there's 14 episodes of the Sunrise Morning Show interviews that I did uh, on and takes you through the entire framework, but the whole center section, and it's a very large section. And most of those podcasts are around some way or another of accompanying. And to your point, it, it talks about which also is connected to the synods on the family, and also the 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 apostolic exhortation of Morse Letizia of Pope Francis that that we need to start this a lot we we need to start this preparation a lot earlier that that marriage the 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 more what they call proximate moment of marriage preparation after a couple's engaged is not enough that this this is something that people are preparing for in terms of just their faith also their faith development and their vocational discernment and a variety of other pieces but but particularly around this area of of what's the role of the parishes and the role of the church and the role of of individual catholics to accompany couples in all sorts of situations that run the gamut from you know, military families to domestic violence, from uh, situations of of raising raising children to uh, issues of 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 migration. You know, there's a whole whole different set of of realities that couples deal with. Not every couple dealing with everything, but how are we accompanying? How are we present? What is it that we do? Uh, And that that requires the the parish and the pastoral people of that parish, both clergy and lay, and parish leaders, schools, but also uh, the parishioners themselves, and how are we educating people? To accompany others in these in these moments and in throughout their life as a couple, you know the in the good times and in bad types of situations,
0: some of the things that I've seen that have been helpful. I know an example in my own parish was a few years ago we had a Catholic therapist come. Um, I don't know if it was weekly or monthly, and she would just have a session with the parish community to talk about marriage and communication and issues that many marriages deal with and tools. And I thought that was a really beautiful way that the church and the parish are at a parish level was strengthening marriages and equipping them um, to be healthy. Um, I always love, too, when a church. Is praying in the prayers of the faithful for their marriages. So often in mass, we hear prayers for vocations to religious life, which are absolutely beautiful and necessary. Um, and, but when I hear a church also praying for the marriages and families in the congregation, that is so, you know, uplifting to me and, and having that, that dedicated prayer for our vocations as well. Um, A lot of churches may have mentor couples as well, couples that have maybe been married for a little bit longer that accompany younger couples, newlyweds, have them over for dinner, invite them into their family life, and things like that are incredibly helpful as well. And Adam and I personally are also involved in a lay apostolate group called Teams of Our Lady where we meet monthly with a group that's not associated with our parish um, to discuss different topics related to marriage and commit to focusing on prayer as a couple, reading scripture as a couple, going on yearly retreats. So all of things like, like, you know, all of these things are ideas and tools that um, couples can use for strengthening their marriage and for hopefully then taking what they've learned and bringing it to others.
2: I would say that there's room for improvement, um, in, in the parish parish life. I don't, I think obviously there are always going to be parishes and communities that do things better than, um, others. And, and sometimes things can change, but dependent upon parish leadership changes and whatnot, the various ebbs and flows of things, um, and in lay leaders, you know people re- step down or retire or get older, and you know things change, but I think that there is definitely a um as i said i, I my experience has been i think that we would be open to those sorts of things, and it's sometimes it's hard to find mm-hmm. um and uh we were talking earlier about accompanying being gravitated towards peers right that are in the same season of life i think you said kate and uh and that's certainly the case for us and but i think that there is a lot of importance to being able to figure out what life will be like as a married couple with or without kid you know what five years 10 years 20 30 years down the road right and and the idea that that preparation that that um, education can start even prior to someone being married. I, I think having the forethought and the idea that this is a that your your um, your education, your formation in marriage is ongoing, is really the right um, the right headspace to be in. And it would be really great within the parish level to have that kind of support structure. And and um, I think. You know, you you have to try and find it where you can. And I think um, it would be great if your parish had that um, either in a formal or informal way. But I think regardless, uh, a married couple should try to find that, find a group, find um, something where you're able to, you know, converse on a very uh safe and uh, spiritual level about the issues that come up and not to be gossipy, but more about to, you know, workshop things together mm-hmm. um, framed within your shared faith experience. I, I there, there's a it's certainly something that my wife and I try to do. Um, and I think it's been very helpful thus far, although you know we're only about six years into it. so we'll see.
1: Well, and, and I think that that we can look yes to the parish, but parishes can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. some have uh, created these intentional groups, uh, and in, and and some of it's within larger larger movements or or works. So, Kate, in your case, the teams of Our Lady, and Chris, I think in your case also the Knights of Columbus, mm. and the, sure. the the families, the younger families that. You have a connection with that uh that have come some people it may be their they're, they're uh, alumni of a of a particular you know college or university or some you know where they maybe have remained connected to people so there's I do think that there are ways in which this can can be done. I think also it's not a bad thing to invite priests, religious deacons into those moments mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. And and lay ecclesial ministers who who can provide, you know, who have some of that background in pastoral care, who can also be a part, maybe a part of that in a way that is that um accompanies. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes people are like, oh I, you know, it's not coming from the parish. It's not happening at the parish. And so therefore but maybe that that could be a core group where it can happen in a parish uh, over time, especially if there's, if the maybe the local the the parish priest becomes involved, the parochial vicar, whomever it is, it, it becomes then a different reality, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and there the the accompaniment can become different. You know, sometimes it can be really challenging for pastoral people. You, know, you put something out there and then nobody comes. But if there's already an existing grouping that says, hey, Father, hey, Deacon, hey, person who, who's at the pair, could you come and, and be a, a part of this in some particular way? And could we work together with one another?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There could really be something very fruitful that mm-hmm. comes from that. And an accompaniment can come in a different way.
0: Yeah, I think um marriage and family are, you know, the those in in that vocation and in certain seasons are really hard hard to get, you know, in terms of a schedule and a time. Like families are are so busy, and especially parents with young children, it's hard to get them anywhere, especially without the ch- without their kids, you know, finding a babysitter, like all the logistics. Um, It can be really hard to accompany um, families if we're not thinking creatively and kind of outside of the box. Um, Something that we've done in the past in our parish, too, is, I mean, even coffee hour after Mass can be a really beautiful time where the community gathers together in a more informal way after Mass and can talk over Donuts or coffee or whatever it may be while the kids, you know, run around in a safe environment. Like um, things like that, I think we should, you know, not underestimate. And our community also would do um, kind of like a parish picnic, very informal. We're blessed that um, our church is in a neighborhood with playgrounds and it's kind of set apart. And, you know, we would just say, hey, we're all going to be at this playground grilling burgers, bringing pizza, kind of potluck style, very informal. And that was a way that families and married, you know, people that were married could really get, again, get together because it it wasn't creating all of these barriers to our situation. Oh, you know, nobody had to find childcare. Nobody was worried if they didn't have like a beautiful home set up or a beautiful dish made. Um, so, you know, there are ways that we can accompany People in our community, I think sometimes we just kind of have to be a little bit flexible um, and think outside the box.
2: You know, I think one thing we I, is important to mention in all this discussion connected even with our our part one of this uh, marriage discussion is the idea of you know where does prayer fit into accompaniment, especially when considering married marriage and uh, i go back to marriage prep and we talked about the importance of of that and more importantly i think the idea of having that conversation of what you know what what are the you know you there's two people and they each had their own individual prayer lives and now you are coming together and your intention is well of course you know everyone individually you'll have your own prayer practices but what does it mean to pray as a couple and what does it mean to then you know in the future perhaps pray as a family and what what are your thoughts on that i vividly remember having those discussions on our marriage uh retreat in, because those were that was a question that was posed you know how do you want to not only you know what are you doing together but how do what is it art what is it that you want to do when you have children how do you want to envision practically bringing your child or children up in the faith, praying with them and, and being on the same page about that? Because, uh, well, one, as Kate and I know, it's always good to present a united front to the child, but also uh, it, it, uh, that's important, right? And you, you to have those discussions. I, and so my, I would certainly encourage everyone out there to be thinking about that. And I think, um, especially folks that are, are either on the cusp of maybe starting marriage prep or in the journey towards marriage, um, and wanting to pursue that path, um, thinking about how prayer, um, can be incorporated into your marriage life and the importance of it and being open to it and having those discussions about, um, setting time aside to do these sorts of things. It's mm-hmm. um, obviously the importance of going to mass, but just the importance of taking time to experience prayer together mm-hmm. um, in the way that you are both going to be comfortable doing that, especially if perhaps individually, maybe you were doing things you know, differently. And what is the new reality going to be for you as a, as a married couple?
0: Absolutely. Prayer is fundamental to marriage um, and inviting the Lord into your marriage every single day. I think one of my biggest prayers um, for me and my husband is that our wills may be one with the Father's. And so, you know, that we are united, but that our unity is also united with God. And that is, you know, how I know that we are in a thriving marriage is when we invite the Holy Spirit and God into it and ask him to guide us and to unify us. And one of our readings at our um, wedding mass was from John 16, um, which is maybe not a, a very typical wedding reading, but it's where Christ is praying before the passion saying may they be one as we are one and that is my prayer for all marriages um and that that I think he the Lord also says that they may know that you sent me because of pretty much their unity and so that's what I hope all marriages reflect too especially those within the church that are really striving for holiness is that our marriage is a reflection of the love of the Trinity, um, and prayer is really the life, the lifeline for for marriage. We discussed in the last um, episode that it's one of the hardest vocations, one of the hardest things that that you'll do. Um, you know, becoming one with another person. What does that mean? That's a daily, a daily thing, and a daily carrying of the cross and a daily dying to self and to um you know self-sacrifice and love others um so yeah prayer is just so important and that what that means too is that each person in the couple is praying individually and then the couple is praying together um and really reflecting together but then also praying for one another and sometimes we forget this um, you know, Lord, bless my spouse in their in their work, or ha- may they have a good day or you know they have a meeting or whatever it may be. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, we've just been married, and you know, we just kind of forget, like we should be actively praying for our spouse too. So I think prayer has all of those um dimensions. so um, yeah, I don't know <laughs> it's
1: It's also without prayer it's almost impossible to recognize that the presence of Christ in the marriage. Because if there's not a stance of prayer, and, which is communication with God, then it, it's very difficult to be able to see the reality of, of Christ's presence permeating so many different because it puts it puts one in a different space and place and frame to be able to see god's action without prayer without a regular prayer life it's very very difficult to be able to see that unless something really comes in in a in a you know like the like a truck coming through <laughs> The building mm-hmm. the, that's
0: or that's, a toddler coming through, <laughs> exactly
1: with a truck, right? Um, and and so that mm-hmm. that can be really challenging. And so, prayer becomes when we're talking about the sacrament of marriage, prayer needs to be there so as to be able to cooperate with that grace
0: mm-hmm. of the sacrament mm-hmm.
1: as well. So, it's a way, it's a way God is accompanying yes you know that's that's the means through which right Christ is accompanying the couple
0: right he doesn't say, okay you got married, have fun you know, mm-hmm. there you go you took a few classes you're on your own he continues to provide the wine like it you know
1: but just like the communication with the couple if we're not communicating with God it, it, it things break down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the relationship. You know, we we make it all mystical. This is communication with God. It's it, and just like we're saying, there needs to be communication with a the couple. There needs to be communication with God mm-hmm. to 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 keep the relationship really a relationship mm-hmm. and not just oh help me or I don't know what's going on and that kind of thing. But but something that is in a really part of a of the day-to-day life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's that, that then there's even greater realization. Yeah. Oh, okay. God's accompanying me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my spouse and my family.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prayer is just central to, to our marriage and accompaniment as well. So um, we invite you to, um, think about you know, how can you accompany others, maybe in your parish or local community, or who who is a couple that you look up to or that you would just like to learn more from. Um, sp- we invite you to spend time with those people and, and really grow in your marriage together as part of a community, as part of the church. This concludes another episode of On Mission. If you'd like to learn more about marriage and family, you can visit our resource page at catholicapostolatecenter.org. We have an entire page of resources dedicated to marriage and family. Um, if you Be sure to like, review, and subscribe to On Mission so you don't miss an episode. You can find this and other Center podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, our website, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with a friend or family member. Thank you.